Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? Eh, uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Happy July 27th. You know what time it is. It's time to go over this, today's holidays, and today is National Creme Brulee Day. That is a nice little dessert in the France area. I don't know anything more than that. I just saw it on the list, so it's like, whatever. It's Creme Brulee Day. But I'm going to say it like a Southern American and say, that's a Creme Brulee Day. So we're going to call it that. It's also the National Scotch Day. Since it is a Monday, it's the most depressing day of the week. Might as well get drunk off your ass with some scotch. Uh, Friday was tequila day, so now let's top it off with some scotch. Might as well. A bunch of alcoholic days here in the month of July. But that's not why we're here, are we? We are here to talk about good old-fashioned racing. And let's talk about this weekend's race. That did not happen because we had a race on Thursday. They decided to take this weekend off. And they're going to be meeting again next Sunday, August 2nd, at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. So don't worry. You didn't miss any racing. You did. There was Xfinity and Truck Series races. But we mostly focus on the Cup Series. So we talked about that in last Friday's episode. So if you want to learn more about that race, tune into the Friday episode. Today we're going to be looking more at... The news from this weekend as well as which drivers are looking the best going into the playoffs and which drivers are struggling and what they need to do to make it in. So kind of a different episode, but why not? Let's have some fun with it. Let's first get started with this weekend's news. Alrighty, let's cover some pretty interesting news that I found on J-Ski, and that is who's going to more than likely become the driver of the number 48 machine. We all know that Jimmy Johnson's going to be retiring at the end of this year. I wish he wouldn't because, man, he's just been struggling so bad this year, but he said that 2020 is going to be his last year, which is perfectly fine, but we've had all these rumors that's been spiraling around and saying who's going to be driving that number 48 machine, and by the sounds of it, it's almost leaning to the fact that Alex Bowman could move to the number 48 machine in 2021, which means who would be driving the number 88 machine? Well, nobody, in fact. It could, Henrik could be going down to three teams as they've been saying that the number 88 has been struggling to find sponsorship and they got Ally, who's already locked in for a full season of sponsorship next year. And while the number 88 machine only has partial sponsorship from Chevrolet, Exalta, and Valvoline, which means they would have to find a few more sponsors at least for half the other races in the 2021 season. Now, this is actually some really, really big news, especially if you're a Rick Henrik fan, because the Rick Henrik team has been a four-car team for as long as I can remember. At the very least, I think it was 2002, where they were running the 24, the 25, the 5, and the number 48 machine. I don't quite remember before then. I know Ricky Craven was driving the number 50 machine, but I don't know what exact years those were. Either way, they've been a four-cup series team for a very, very long time, and a competitive one in that fact. And they've been struggling a lot in the last couple of years. It's almost like, uh, it's kind of like Roush Racing in a sense. Remember 2005? Or was it 2000? No, it was 2005. 
they had five of their cars in the chase. Now you look at them now, they only have two cars and both of them are struggling to try to make it into the playoffs. It, it is crazy how far they've fallen off. I'm not saying that Rick Henrik is going to be going that way, but they're not no longer the Giants anymore. They're no longer the four horsemen of NASCAR. They're more of like the struggling team, almost like a second-tier team behind Stuart Haas Racing, Joe Gibbs Racing, and Roger Penske. So it's been quite interesting to see this. I hope that they find another person to drive the number 48 or the number 88 machine and they get that extra spot sponsorship because we need these top series teams to keep their four car teams but we shall see but for now the rumors are that Alex Bowman could be moving to that number 48 machine and Henrik could be dropping down to only three cars next year coronavirus has been an ongoing battle with NASCAR since the month of March and actually the whole world. It's been a battle for the whole year of 2020. Well, the battle keeps going on as Dover Speedway races that are going to be held in the month of August from 21st to the 23rd will be held without fans in attendance. Yes, we've been having a few races where we've had quite a few fans out in the stands, including Texas. I do believe there were some, no, there wasn't anyone in Kansas, but there were people at Bristol, Homestead, Talladega. But with the new uh, stats going on that the number keeps on rising, it looks like they're just saying that for th this year, for Dover Speedway, they will not have any fans. And it's just been an absolute bummer. You can definitely tell that even the drivers are starting to feel a little weirded out not having fans at the racetrack anymore. I mean, they've been since the beginning of the this whole pandemic. But it's just a bit of a bummer to see that they were starting to slowly move forward and now they got to move backwards. I know that the MLB just had a few uh, players that announced that they have COVID, the NBA. It, it's a really, really tough virus because it's so easily spread. And I understand why they don't want to have fans here. And many people could argue that, oh, it's not as big as a scare as everyone thinks it is. They got to be safe. Anyway, it, they got to be safe. So for the fans who were going to be in attendance, they're going to get a full refund. And they're going to also have some moving funds, which is about an extra 20% bonus for the Dover races in the 2021 NASCAR weekend. Hopefully they're able to get their money back at the very least or be able to attend the next race. But for the 2020 season, they will not be able to attend the races in August. NASCAR is a very long sport that's been around for many years. And we've had a lot of people who've made a big impact in the racing world. Unfortunately, as time goes by, we lose some of those people who we love or have made a huge impact in the sport. And I only feel like it's fair to share some names as we did lose quite a few people this week in the NASCAR racing world. Danny Scholl, if you do not know who Danny Scholl was, he worked as a crew member for Dale Waltrip at Junior Johnson Racing as well as Ernie Irvin at MB2 Motorsports. Unfortunately, he passed away on July 23rd of last week at the age of 71. We also lost Bob Bear, who was an owner of Oxford Plains Speedway, as well as the former owner of New Hampshire Motor Speedway. He passed away at the age of 93. And one of the most noticeable ones, Maurice Petty, who was a stock car racing pioneer, who was part of the Petty family, where he helped propel the Petty Enterprises to victory, as he was passed away at the age of 81 on July 25th, 2020. Let's have a quick moment of silence for these three people as they were able to make an impact in a positive manner in the NASCAR racing world.
now one of the more important questions moving forward with the 2021 schedule on forward is midweek racing working out in the NASCAR world. Well, they just released a bit of the TV ratings for Kansas Speedway since they were racing on Thursday, which makes it a midweek race. They had an average rating of 0.9 with about 1.7 million viewers on NBC Sports Network, marking the least watched cup race on any network since at least 2001. Now, there's only been two other races that have rated this low this season, which is really bad if they're going all the way down to back to 2001, which it means we're going on a heavy decline. And that is the other midweek races. Um, they've been dropping as low since at least 2000, with Martinsville in June ranking third, uh, 1.71 million. Um, even even Martinsville was a lower rating. It, it's absolutely crazy. And the thing is, is this helping out NASCAR in a good way or is it damaging them? And here's the thing. This was to keep uh, attention of most of your racing fans and maybe even attract new fans. The thing is, if your ratings are continually dipping especially in the middle of the weeks it's not reaching out to anybody new in fact it might be even hurting your viewership it absolutely is i mean if these races are replacing the other 36 races i mean they could have got maybe 2.4 million people viewing instead they only got about 1.2 million well it's 1.4 but it could it's continually dropping as time goes by so they're losing money in a sense of viewership they're also losing the opportunity to reach out to more fans or keeping other fans' uh, retention. I don't know about you guys, but when I miss multiple races, I really don't have much encouragement to get back into the sport. I notice this happens mostly in the summer. Obviously not this year since now I have this show, which I thank you guys so much for listening every single time. It's just it's not reaching out to anybody new. It's not really expanding out. If it was something like uh, they saw a growth, yeah, keep midweek racing. But as far as moving forward, I don't see it being profitable or really a good thing for NASCAR because three strikes and you're out. We've we've seen it three times in a row. They just get horribly low viewership. Great idea. It sounded great in theory. Um, you weren't going to be competing against other sports, but obviously people are not uh, watching on Wednesdays. So I say keep it on the weekends. I don't mind Saturday. I don't mind Sunday races. If you want to do midweek races, do it with the truck series, the Xfinity series. Um, their viewerships are a little bit lower. You can take a risk on them. But as far as NASCAR Cup Series goes, I think we should just focus on either the double headers or just weekend racing and just stay away from midweek. And that was the last bit of news that I wanted to cover for the weekend. And there was one other thing I wanted to touch on that's a little bit different from usual, but I feel like it needs to be talked about. And that is the drivers who are looking to make it into the playoffs and which drivers could still fall out of the playoffs. Now, for the most part, it's pretty set for a few drivers. I mean, obviously, the drivers who won, they're going to be in. Unless they do something horribly stupid, like get themselves disqualified for two races or something for, I don't know, showing their dildo to everybody. I, I don't know what they would do but either way those guys are locked in those ones are kevin harvick brad keselowski ryan blaney denny hamlin chase elliott joey logano martin trex jr alex bowman and i'm missing two others uh, austin dillon and cole custer those were the guys i was missing and the drivers who are still not in yet that are still have kind of a good chance of making it in or are locked in are eric amarola kyle bush kurt bush clip boyer matty bandetto william byron tyler reddick eric jones Jimmy Johnson, and Bubba Wallace. Now, the drivers that I feel like for sure are going to make it in, 
even though they don't have a victory, are going to be Eric Amarola and Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch may not be the most dominant person like he has been the last few years. However, he's still getting those top 10s. Maybe not a top 5 guy, but he's going to be in the playoffs. I really don't got too much of a fear for him not making it in. Unless every unless there's a different driver who wins every single race, um, which I really don't see happening. Um, if that does happen, I'll give my entire bank account to all my followers. Uh, you all be probably getting like 10 bucks each. But <laughs> Eric Amarola is another guy I'm not really worried about either because he's kind of in Kyle Busch's spot. He's on a hot streak of top 10s ever since like I think it was the month of beginning of June. Every single race he's been getting like a top 10 or a top 5. Hasn't really fallen off then. They're secured in the 8th spot. I don't really see him missing this. Kurt Busch, kind of the same thing with these guys. Not nearly as good as them, but he's getting still like 12th or better. So I wouldn't, these three drivers seem to be really good. It's mostly Clint Boyer, Matty Bandetto, and William Byron I'm worried about. And here's the reason why. Clint Boyer hasn't been on the same boat as Eric Amarola or even Kevin Harvick. He's just been struggling like crazy. And it's so weird to see this because he's on the same team, but while they're running 1st through 10th, he's running 15th through 20th in the, la in the this whole entire summer. I don't know what's really going on with him. Hopefully he can turn around. Maybe he's in the same spot as Kyle Busch in a sense with that. He really relies on that practice, but he, he's just not showing that he's a playoff, uh, a playoff contender. And that kind of worries me for a bit. He still has a good gap between him and the cutoff line. But if there's a victory that happens for a driver outside the top 20 per se, then everything gets flip-flopped on its head. And then he's right there in the hot seat. Matt Benedetto is with Roger Penske and has been putting on some really good finishes. He's just had some really bad luck this summer. I don't know what's been going on with him, but he's got to turn it around here soon. He's almost kind of the same spot as William Byron in a sense, but he's a little bit better than William Byron uh, as far as his statistics show because he, he does good at, in stage finishes. He usually gets points there, but he does fall off in, in these last few races. So it's going to be kind of interesting. If he doesn't turn it around, he's obviously going to fall off. But if he keeps having the success like he did a couple uh races ago i can't remember the exact race where he dominated at maybe it was atlanta i could be wrong don't quote me on that where he got like 17 stage points i mean he did incredible during that race as far as points went if he has a couple races like that once again he'll be locked in but if he's on the same slope that he's been in the last few races he's gonna be knocked out and then william byron in the number 24 William Byron in the number 24 was looking really good earlier in the season. He was running around 11th or 12th in points. And then bad luck has just been hitting him left and right, left and right with mostly flat tires. I don't know what's been going on with him lately. It's been a really, really rough stretch for him. He finally got a top 10 put together, but he's he's not nearly as good as these other guys. And uh, there's some drivers behind him that have been running better. So he really needs to get it together. He really needs to find a good strategy or just get the wind to lock himself in, which I don't really see happening right now. He's still a little bit of a young driver. He's still a little bit off. He's not at Chase Elliott's level at all as far as winning races or Alex Bowman. He's a little bit more behind, and he's been running right there around 15th and 16th that's not going to cut it into the playoffs so they got to switch something around if they want to make it in because the next guy i want to bring up is another rookie tyler reddick he has had the great finishes he has had a great last two weeks especially at what was that race texas where he did that random strategy almost finished second almost won the damn race and then this weekend, he was really good as well at Kansas. I think he was running around the top 10 the most of the time. I think he fell off a little bit near the end, but still, 
He looks competitive. He All he has to do is keep running in that top 10 spot, and he'll bump out either William Byron or Matt Benedetto. Same with Eric Jones. Now, he's more of a summer guy. I've noticed on his stats, he does really good in the summer. And he also has Daytona coming up, where he's one after four last year and then also a couple years ago. I don't want to rely on that Daytona race if I was him. I mean, you never want to rely on a restricted play race to get you into the chase. However, um, he's been running really well. He's had a few tracks where he finishes in the top 10 that are coming up for him. He's been doing really good. And if he keeps that uh, momentum going, I mean, I'd say in some races he's doing way better than Tyler Reddick. If he can get in front of Tyler Reddick, I could see him making it in. But if Tyler Reddick stays ahead of him, then he's going to be in a big hot seat. And if another person gets a victory way behind them, then he's in really big trouble. But for now, Eric Jones and Tyler Reddick look a lot better right now than William Byron and Clint Boyer. Other guys I want to mention are Jimmy Johnson, Bubba Wallace, Chris Buescher, and Michael McDowell. Jimmy Johnson, first of all. This guy has had no luck this year, and he's had great equipment. He is not the fourth place guy on this team. He's been almost the second place guy, maybe a little bit behind Chase Elliott. He's had fast cars, just no luck. Getting into accidents, um, having problems on pit road, also had COVID. He's the only active driver that's running full time that got COVID. What are the odds of that happening? Just no luck for him. I want him to. I want to see him do good here in his final year. I'm hoping that he turns it around at the Dover double header. I feel like he can do really good there. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed, but something's got to change for him because he went from like 13th in points all the way to 18th. Um, he's not going to be making it in with this kind of luck. So he just needs his luck to turn around if he wants to make this chase. And then for these other three guys that I mentioned, Bubba Wallace, Chris Buescher, Michael McDowell, let's throw Ricky Stenhouse and Ryan Newman in there because these guys I feel like could be the guys to do an upset victory. Here's the reason why. Mostly I'm thinking of Daytona for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Ryan Newman. Those guys have been really, really good at restrictor plates. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he's known for getting his victories there. Ryan Newman has been competitive there the last couple of races. He's been beat out a couple times by Ryan Blaney. Of course, the Daytona 500, we saw that incident, almost won it. And then last year at Talladega, he almost won that race as well. Chris Buescher in the number 17 has been known to get victories in rain-shortened races. So if you look back at Bob Jenkins in the number 34 machine, that car has been into victory lane twice. One at a restrictor play race, which they're really good at, and one at Pocono when it got rain-shortened. So there's a chance we could potentially see that number 34 car make it into victory lane. That was the more far-stretched one. If I had to pick anyone from here, I'd pick probably Ryan Newman or Ricky Stenhouse over these other guys. But the one that looks really best as far as stats go, and also points is Bubba Wallace out of these guys because Bubba Wallace has had a rough summer there's no lie about that he's had a rough summer but there's been some races where he's been really trying to turn it around to get a top 10 I don't I don't know it's really tough for these guys these guys I think can only make it in with a victory um, but keep an eye on these three in particular. Bubba Wallace, Chris Buescher, Michael McDowell. These could be one of those guys that can pull a Cole Custer or an Austin Dillon and get an upset victory. Where will that be? I'm mostly thinking Daytona, but you never know with this package. And also Michael McDowell could maybe do something, in a sense, at the Daytona uh, infield. That could be a potential thing. He's, he's a fairly good road course racer. He could be competitive right there. There's a lot of options here, but if I had to pick... The playoffs right now, the way the stats are going, this is who I'd go with. Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Joey Logano, Martin Drex Jr., Eric Amarola, Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, 
Matt Benedetto, I think, could make it in. And then Tyler Reddick, Eric Jones. Those are the 16 guys I could see making it in right now, the way things are going. Clint Boyer, William Byron would be knocked out. Um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but this is what I've seen so far. I just wanted to talk about this uh, real quick with the playoffs because it's been pretty interesting to see this. And I think it, now that we're getting close to the end of the regular season, it's time to focus on this and see who's hot and who's not. And that will conclude the last segment of today's episode, guys. Uh, right after this, I'm going to massage my back and get some pain pills because I don't know what I did to my back, but I feel like a 45-year-old. I'm only 24, and I already have back problems. I'm like, I have to pay for my kids. I, I gotta work. I mean, it is just killing me right now. So I'm going to go relax that. Make sure to tune in on Friday. Uh, we will be going over our NASCAR Fantasy Life picks, see who's the best and who you want to stay away from. And also don't forget that the race is going to be at New Hampshire Motor Speedway next Sunday at, I do believe, it's 2 p.m. Eastern, that or 3 p.m. I will check back on that and let you guys know for sure on Friday. And, of course, thank you guys so much for listening to The Best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.